Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Highly Unprofessional Podcast. Um, man, I'm just realizing, you know, I t- today was the first day for uh, the kids' school and all that, and then they, um, you know, they got off, uh, whatever, and we've been going from there. I recorded an entire episode earlier. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to use it. So I had another segment that I was going to do. You know, I like to split it up into two segments. So I had, um, I was going to come back, do the other segment, right? But I decided not to use the first part. And then I was like, okay, I'll come back and do it later. But, you know, got distracted with a whole bunch of other stuff. And I refuse, I refuse to not do five episodes in a row. So it is really late. Um, regardless of if anybody listens to this episode, um, it's still going up. It's going up today. It's going up. Soon as I get done recording, it's going up. Right. So. This will probably be the shortest episode of the week. I ain't going to lie. It's going to be the shortest episode of the week because I did not use um, I did not use the first segment. So I'm going to try and stretch out the second segment. And I'm just realizing I didn't even take all the notes I was supposed to take or I, I think I did. But I don't know what I did with the other ones. But I got the main beefy part of uh of what i want to use so um yeah here we go uh i made my list in my opinion in my opinion the top five hip-hop artists not lyricists we're not talking about r&b vocalists we're not talking about the best looking we're talking about artists hip-hop artists Right. Because there's a lot of people who can flow. They can freestyle. They can rap battle. They can do all that. But they cannot make hits at all. Right. Or there's people who made hits back in the day, but their songs didn't age well. Right. Like um, I listen to a little bit of Rakim. And if we're talking about lyricists or whatever. Right. Rakim, Cool Modi, all those guys would deserve their just due to be on the list. You know what I'm saying? LL Cool did a lot of those guys, but we're talking about artists. And as a artist, right, whether you're a comedian, a painter, musician, as an artist, does your work age well, right? Can you can you continue on into a new period? Like a, a lot of comedians a lot of comedians were very popular in the um, in the 80s and in the 90s. And then they tried to transition when the world, you know, changed when the new millennium hit and they couldn't do it. They they really just couldn't. They couldn't. They they refused to change personally. Right. Or they didn't age well with how times change and. It showed in their jokes. The main person here is comedian Shecky Ducky. Right? 
one of the all-time great catchphrases in uh in the history of comedy. A shuck it, duck it, quack quack. But, but shuck it, duck it was the butt of a lot of jokes about two or three years ago, because shuck it, duck it. Um, from my understanding, if you are an old school original comic view watcher, then you know exactly who shuck it, duck it is, or uh like Def Jam or whatever. But very, very popular, very popular in the, in the black community. And I don't know what happened. He got, you know, sick or, you know, something happened. But he took a little bit of time off. And I believe they said it was only like a year and some change, a little bit over a year. And I'm not saying he stopped like doing, you know, uh, comedy altogether. He probably just kind of stayed local because I believe he's from Dallas or someone like that. But anyway, um, he tried to come back out there and that little year or whatever, he was telling jokes. Uh, it was, you know, let's just say he came back in 98. Well, 98 was a lot different than 94. <laughs> right. I, and I'm not saying he took four years off, but if you're still telling jokes as if you're in 1994, then, you you know, imagine somebody um, going away, for example, uh, Eddie Murphy is supposed to be making a comeback to do comedy. Um, and he hasn't done comedy like on a stage. He hasn't done stand up comedy in over 30 years. And he's supposed to come back like Eddie Murphy is like make they made some of the all time greatest movies ever, especially like uh romantic comedies eddie murphy's at the top of the list with some of his romantic comedies right like boomerang coming to america name a romantic comedy that can outdo them too right that is an artist that is an artist right now i would say this in this new age of you know everybody it ain't even everybody wants to be uh included i promise i'm gonna get to the hip-hop artist it ain't even the um that everybody wants to be included or whatever it's today everybody wants you know uh everybody wants their sympathy for the stuff that hurts their feelings right you don't want to be included you just don't want me to point out your flaws or you know you don't want me to make jokes about stuff that people have been making jokes about right like at Throughout the history, like throughout this last century, if a joke wasn't funny, it wasn't funny. <laughs> like, but if a joke was funny, but because of by today's standards, it's funny, but we shouldn't laugh at it because this group, their feelings will be hurt. Not because I was pointing out anybody specifically, but because I just bought up anything, right? Case in point. You can't really make gay jokes in today's time, right? Now, if you're gay, obviously, and you are a comedian, you could. And, you know, there's probably a couple comedians who have. But, um, you know, if somebody does something like like uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, if you've seen some of his latest stuff, uh, Dave Chappelle's gay joke. If he does a gay joke now, I can't remember. He did one recently. It might have been the 
one of the um one of the ones he did one of the two he did for Netflix. But you know, he made a gay joke and if you go back uh it might be ten years he did or eight to ten years ago he did another special. It's the exact same type of concepts, right? It's not an offensive joke. It's just I'm gonna talk about every that's the genius of Dave Chappelle. Everybody's gonna get it and everybody's gonna laugh. That's the that's why the Chappelle show worked. That's why Dave Chappelle, you done had comedians who um I didn't expect to talk about comedy now. But you done had comedians who uh who then, you know, talked about Dave like uh phase on love or whatever and you know he's not the only one that to sing him out it was like you know black people don't think he's funny and i was like well all the ones i know think he's funny right like the thing about comedy is it's subjective that's why it's an it's art so just because like kevin hart to some people is the funniest comedian they've ever seen right like it it just is now. Some people just stick to trendy stuff, right? A lot of the same people said that, uh, the, those same people said Cat Williams is the funniest person they ever saw. Now, I would say Cat Williams is a better stand-up comedian than Kevin Hart, but again, you know, you go with, hey, look, if that's what you like, like for me, for me, um, I wouldn't say that I would put Eddie Murphy or um, some of the old guys like Richard Pryor at the top of my list, right? But again, I didn't seen some of that stuff and it was funny, but I said I would have fell out on the floor laughing had I been alive or had I been of age at the time when they were doing it because they, they both had finished doing stand-up comedy by the time I was born. Right. Eddie Murphy had been transitioned on. Eddie Murphy did coming to America the year before I was born. So, um, you know, and he he had been, he had been done his last special comedy special a couple years before that. And he moved straight into acting. So. I watch this stuff, I think is great, but for me personally, for me. My number one comedian, my favorite comedian is Corey Holcomb. That's my number one favorite comedian, right? But again, it's about relatability, right? And then, you know, we move into people like uh like uh Ricky Smiley, a guy named Tyler Craig, right? And if you know people who really are into comedy, I guarantee at least two or three people in their top five are people who are not mainstream. But I bet you put them on a mainstream stage and let them do their thing. They'll be funnier than 90 percent of the big town comedians that you know about. Right. So Corey Holcomb, uh, Tyler Craig, Ricky Smiley, um, J.J. Williamson and. Uh, Dave Chappelle, those are, you know, my five funniest stand-up comedians. Now, however order two through five goes, you know, I guess it can kind of change depending on what's going on, depending on who I saw last. But number one, without a doubt, is Corey Holcomb for me, for me, right? Um, Yeah, 
like uh I don't know man some some people in in today's times you know I I, I applaud the the people who are able to transition in something like community and and comedy in today's times and, and let me just be clear it's not that I was singling out you know just a gay community or whatever for uh, them being that way. But my thing is um, that is like one of the most obvious ones. Like, hey, look, you're right. You're right. Are people are people in the gay community, have they been, you know, discriminated against and, you know, have people been murdered and killed and all that just for being gay? Yes, that is horrible. But guess what else? People have been murdered and killed and all that other type of stuff, discriminated against way more people, by the way, for just being black. So, you know, I could imagine how horrible it is to be black and to be gay. So, hey, look, right. But at the end of the day, comedy is where you go to um, hear something like so creative so creative and so far out in left field that you can't help but laugh at it, right? Like if uh, there's people who, you know, make jokes about their um, handicapable uh, family members, right? Uh, what they do now. Arnez J used to talk about how his brother who, what his brother had like Down syndrome or something like that. He made like a ton of jokes about that, right? And it was funny. But will Arnett J be able to do that joke now? I, I'm sure he still does comedy, but I wonder does he still do, do that joke? Cause I haven't seen Arnett J um, in a long time, right? Uh, and there's several other comedians now. For the people who are like, who might be like, well, what about some of the white comedians, right? Again, comedy, music, whatever, it's art. Right. I name people that I relate to. The only way I'm going to laugh at what you're doing is if you're talking about something that is relatable to me. The only type of music I'm going to listen to is stuff that I feel is relatable. And, you know, I I I um I connect with it. Right. Like I mumble rap. That's that's not my thing, man. It's not my thing. It, it's really not. Right now, you're more likely to hear me name drop uh, white musicians because I look, I listen to a couple of them. Right. Of all genres, too. But just in uh, comedy, like if you're talking, what makes comedians great is that you talk about your personal experiences. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I I mean, I don't know what it's, for example, if a white comedian was from Berea, Ohio, I I can't, I can't relate to, to nothing he's going to say. Like, I give it a try, but he might be great. He might be great to uh, somebody else. Right. And there might be black people like like Gary Owens does a black audience. But I don't I don't really like Gary Owens. Right. And it has nothing to do with him, you know, whatever. But I just I don't think he's that funny. Like 
I don't think he's unfunny. I respect what he does, but I just don't personally think that he is that funny. Now, there was another white guy. I'm not sure if he still does comedy or if he's still alive or whatever, but there's a white guy named um, uh, Nemo Williams. Now, he was really funny to me. He was funnier than Gary Owens to me, right? But I don't I don't know. Like, with Nemo Williams, for me, it was more organic. It was more organic, like, but with Gary Owens, it's like it's a white guy doing, it's a white guy doing comedy in a black club. Like he did, he does his jokes, and then he has the audience say the N word for him. Like I don't think that's funny. Or he'll have his wife come out there and say the N word for him. Like it's, it's essentially like you're you're saying it yourself because we know you're thinking it, right? Every time he says it, we know it pops in your head. So for me, that's you know I don't I don't like it. But hey, still. Still. But anyway, I'm going to take a break real quick and I'm going to come back and I promise we're going to do the top five hip hop artists. All right, man, we back. Look, we got them. As promised, we're going to do the top five. I promise I didn't expect to uh, do anything about comedians, but um, yeah, uh, that filled in the gap for you know, the the original segment I recorded earlier this morning, uh, I just didn't really want to go back down that road. It was another thing about Rich Paul, and I was like, that don't blend well with, you know, a top five list. And I, didn't, I already said my piece, and a lot of other people didn't say it their piece. So, anyway, here's the criteria to make my top five list. Uh, the criteria to fit my top five list is um, longevity, right? That matters to me. Longevity matters, right? Now, you don't have to hit everything on this list, but you need to hit at least majority of the things on this list. So longevity matters to me. Uh, Hip hop cultural impact matters to me. Right. Like if everybody or if you had a humongous amount of people and overwhelmingly majority of the people were, you know, following you or, you know, copying your style or, uh, you know, whatever you get what I'm saying, like your hip hop uh, cultural impact, um, the amount of hits that you had, uh, relatability. And um, did your music transcend genres and did it have a, you know, like a worldwide impact? Okay. Um, I did them in order. And, you know, before I do this, let me say people who I thought about putting on there. Right. And these are hip hop artists, not R&B artists. These are people who I consider um, putting on there. Um but they didn't make it probably because they haven't been active as much in the last, you know, handful of years, right? So Lil Wayne initially was going to make this list. He was going to make this list, right? He had a humongous in the mid to uh, mid to late 2000s and the early part of the 20 teens. Lil Wayne was the guy. 
that was the bar in which, you know, you had to, if, if you wanted to be considered an all-timer, you had to reach it, right, for new artists. Uh, and Drake, he 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 reached that audience. He he reached that milestone, right? But uh, you know, Lil Wayne, you, relatability. Now, hey, look, is Lil Wayne really a blood? I I mean, technically, I guess you could say yes, but in actuality, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Right. So, you know, for those people, uh, would you relate to Lil Wayne? Not so much, but you can't deny that the motherfucker was wrong with them lyrics or whatever. Um, Lil Wayne said some stuff. But I try to take my personal feelings. So I kind of stopped listening to Lil Wayne a, a couple of years ago. Um, you know what he said, the thing about uh, he he has never experienced racism or whatever and i'm like okay nigga. Uh, hey look i know where you from now my folks my auntie like one of my favorite auntie my favorite auntie used to live in new orleans she used to live in kenner but you know before katrina and i like hey look i guess man say whatever you gotta say but uh anyway uh lil wayne's music then transcended generations like <laughs> Lil Wayne has been around since the 90s, longevity, right? And has been making hits and he's been at or near the top since the late 90s, right? Like he's got, he's got, um, right? Like he was the, the little brother of one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. Um, you know, they have all-time hits or whatever. Uh, he's a part of probably the, not even probably, without a question, the greatest club hit, the greatest twerk song of all time. Back that thing up. He's a part of that. Right? He's a part of that. Uh, bling, bling, all those type of stuff. And then you move on into the 2000s. The greatest mixtape rapper of all time. Lil Wayne. But he didn't make my list, though. Nicki Minaj, the great, like, I don't even have to say that the greatest hip-hop, female hip-hop artist, not even close, not even close, greatest female hip-hop artist of all time. Do you think she's the best lyricist? Hey, if you don't, that's up to you. But you ain't about to say her lyrics ain't wrong, right? And, and this is the thing. For, peop for the people who sitting there talking about, oh, Oh, well, you have to write all your stuff. I can't, I can't conceive no artist. Shut the fuck up. You know, do you consider Elvis an all-time great? Consider Michael Jackson an all-time great? Right? Pretty much everybody you know took a verse from a writer, took a, took a song from a writer. There's no such thing as somebody who done been successful as a as a musician right as a musician and there's I, okay i'm gonna say this there's probably about five i ain't even gonna say that much one percent of artists who did not have a writer right i leave that possibility out there but i doubt it especially if you've been around a long time and that doesn't mean that somebody wrote your verses they probably like came up with the with the hook 
and they're like, man, look, I got this hook, but shoot, I ain't, I can't sing or nothing, or I can't rap. You want to do something with it? Boom, they hear it and take it. Still, you didn't write the whole song, though. So, anyway, uh, Nicki Minaj, like, obviously, you know, longevity for her, well over a decade at the top. Um, the hip-hop cultural uh, impact no woman ever like even even been close to that right car it, it took all the way to cardi b to for somebody to have even a a big old impact and she hasn't had the impact that Nicki minaj has she ain't had nothing close to that but uh you know this ain't to disrespect none of the women from you know back in the day like queen latifah and mc light all them eve and all them hey this ain't to disrespect them, right? Again, if you think if you want to talk about lyrics and all that, hey, look, go ahead. But artist, artist, that's what we talking about. She, uh, right? So I would have said, you know, she was definitely like number six. She was definitely number six. But again, she hasn't been around. She hasn't put out quite as much music in the past few years. And that probably, that probably just kept her off the list, right? Because the person at number five, I could flip-flop them, right? But, you know, he was just, he was just, he's just more consistent with his music. Um, Yeah, obviously she had her music transcends genres probably, well, honestly, more than everybody on this list except for the person at number five. Um, the Worldwide Impact... Right now, I'm thinking about it. She probably does need to be in the top five over number five. But, you know, anyway, let's go in uh, from bottom to top. Number five, I have Drake. Uh, Longevity. Check like Drake puts out. Drake puts out like uh, (laughs) the best album, (laughs) the best hip hop album every year and a half it seemed like uh <laughs> like i don't i don't even know like people who be like man drake is uh, oh okay drake could he good like i don't know nobody who be like you know i, I know people who would be like you know i really don't listen to drake but still the stuff I do here I ain't gonna lie I do like some of it like I know people like that but I don't know nobody who say Drake is garbage right like his music transcends genre like it he he can cross over in the pop he can come to hip hop he do the singing the singing rapping thing like that was his thing uh I mean you know he put he's at the front of forefront of the Canadian movement, and I ain't just talking about um, just in rap, like this Canadian explosion of sports, right? And this, you know, Canadian culture explosion, like where people are becoming more interested. Hey, what's going on over there? What's going on over there in, in, in Canada, right? Like, like Drake is uh, at the forefront of that. So, you know. Drizzy comes in at number five for me. Number four. This might be the controversial one right here. 
But uh, for me, it's Tupac. Only reason you can you can put number four, I put him at number four is number one, Tupac. For whatever, if you don't listen to Tupac for two or three months, and then you come back and listen to Tupac, you'll be like, man, goddamn, like this. It would be the number one song today. <laughs> like three or four of his songs would be, you know, number one right now. Like, it's like, this is the best rap song I'd have never heard. Like, from Tupac, like, the stuff he was talking about, still relatable today. It still applies. So, obviously, his music has last. His music has had longevity. But he can't rank up any higher than that to me because I almost didn't even put him on here because it was lightning in the bottle, man. We only caught it for a brief moment in time. And, you know, really a lot of the hip-hop audience right now knows his music, but wasn't even alive to, you know, to to know Tupac, like, or to see him while he was alive, right? Whether it was in person or on TV, I can, like, he died in 96, so that'll put me at seven years old. I can remember listening to Tupac back then. I can remember I had a cousin who has since passed, but, you know, he was a Tupac, like he went bald and all that for, because of Tupac, right? So, um, didn't even have to go bald, but his whole image, he had the nose ring and everything like Tupac. So, um, you know, like I have to put him at number four because you know it's Tupac but in all honesty what do we have two albums while he was alive right and you know he had some obviously after um after he died and you know they had the Chappelle skit where it was like uh it was like um what was it where Tupac comes out with new music all the time but he did, though, and he rap about current events. So, you know, yeah, Tupac, relatability, uh, duh. Um, the hip-hop culture, I, uh, impact, he obviously hit that. So, yeah, Tupac at number four. Number three. Oh, man. Number three, I put Kanye West for me, man. Kanye West. Let's... Again, similar to Lil Wayne, let's put what he said, stuff he said, let's put that aside. Let's put that aside. Let's only talk about the artist. Kanye West is a genius. Like, Kanye West is uh, a a Mozart, uh, Prince, uh, who, who else are musical geniuses? Uh, uh, what's my guy name? Uh, is it Barry Gordy or not Barry Gordy? Um, I'm drawing a blank right now, but you know, you get what I'm saying? Like he is a genius, right? And you know, a lot of people are talking about him. He did samples. Tell me which one of them beats sounded bad though. <laughs> like, do you know how many big time producers are here? Uh, doing music now, uh, number one, 
copying his style or if they not copying his style, influenced by Kanye West, some of your favorite songs in hip hop are because the um, the producer, his number one role model was Kanye West, right? Kanye West, go past the, the producing aspect. Kanye West, the artist, has made some phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal songs. Kanye West, the, the, who done wrote songs with people, has made some phenomenal songs, right? Uh, obviously, the longevity is there for Kanye West. The hip-hop culture uh, impact, I just hit that. Hit, check. Relatability, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll skip that one. And uh, did your music transcend genres? And did it have a worldwide impact? Check. Right now, does he dress like, you know, what they depicted us as? If you ever watch one of those, like, um, 1990s or 1980s um, futuristic movies, what they thought we would be dressing like today. Right, like if you saw a movie like Soylent Green, right, he dresses like that, like he makes clothes like that, like he had on um a pair of shoes that he that he made, and somebody said it looked like uh the inside of a rollerblade that he had on. It's very funny, uh, and you know, but let me say this: the Yeezys that he came out with was like the the hottest. The hottest shoe, like, that is the one shoe, like, you're not getting every race to wear Jordans. Like, Jordans is almost, I would say, 80% of Jordans, 70 to 80% of Jordans are worn by black people. But Yeezys, on the other hand, are worn by mostly other races. Right? So, I mean, I'm just saying. All right, moving on. This is my personal favorite right here. This is my personal favorite, right? That, that regardless of whatever you think right here, number two, man, for me, my Macomb brother, man. Hey, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, longevity, Snoop Dogg, uh, hip-hop cultural impact, Snoop Dogg, hits, Snoop Dogg, relatability, Snoop Dogg, did your music transcend genres and have a worldwide impact? Snoop Dogg, right? The marijuana culture, who who brought it in? Who brought the marijuana culture in? To music, not, not just to hip hop, to music. Who is the first person that you think of when you're talking about artists and marijuana it's snoop dogg maybe there are people older but trust me trust me nobody's had a bigger impact than snoop dogg like snoop dogg you watch tv shows anything or be smoking marijuana with people that snoop dogg has a tv show with martha stewart man do i need to do i need to keep going you you're talking about transcending genres and you know having a worldwide impact relatability Okay, gang member, number one. But it's Uncle Snoop Dogg. Like, he's known as Uncle Snoop to so many artists, right? Like, uh, you know how many people 
just in peel, like, hey, look, if you smoke, who would you want to smoke smoke with? You got three people. How many people are going to name Snoop Dogg first? Like, that's the first thing that pop up in their mind, right? Like I said, longevity. Snoop Dogg is going on 30 years as a major artist. 30 years as a major artist. Snoop Dogg then put out how many uh, albums? Like, he did a, a reggae album. Radio album did good. He just did a gospel album, right? And then he still put like he his hits from the early '90s still ride today. Gin and Juice and all this stuff still ride today. His hits from the early 2000s still ride today. Still ride his hits from the late 2000s still ride today. Right? That's my personal favorite. I ain't even got to say nothing else. Number one, and we going to get on up off this thing, the Jigger Man, Hove, Jay-Z. Right? Like, his name is uh, a verb. Like, you know, it's Hove, man. You know, that like, it, it's, it's a verb, like, kind of like in sports, uh, like, man, you just got mossed. Or, you know, something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, to bring up Dave Chappelle again on Chappelle's show, when he had did the skit where he was like, um, well, he was like, uh, people were making like the verbs every time they would do something. And, you know, they had the guy playing basketball in the park and he turned around and shot a fadeaway. And he was like, Kobe, right? And you got to remember, this is like 2003. So before anybody like, uh, saying some shit about LeBron or whatever unnecessarily. Shut the fuck up. Alright? And then, you know, they had a dude dressed up in like a, a, a drag queen or whatever and dude was like Dennis Rodman <laughs> and then they had the dude was about to break in, break into somebody's house and stab him. He was like, OJ, right? It's, it's Hove, man. Right? You go in the booth, you about to kill it. Hove. Uh... Yeah, so longevity again, another hip hop career that's going on almost 30 years, even though, you know, Jay Z was talking about he was born in the 80s, right? Hey, look. <laughs> Maybe Jay Z's originally from like Nigeria or something. So, <laughs> you know, where, yeah, okay, he could be born somewhere between 1960 and 1982. Right. He could be born. He's roughly somewhere between uh, 35 and a thousand. Right. He's somewhere between there. Uh, but anyway, you know, hip hop cultural impact. I mean, you know, it's Jay-Z. Now we can bring up lyrics there. Who who you going to say that's that's better than than Jay-Z? Right. You could put people on the same level as him or close to the same level. Who you going to say better than Jay-Z? Right, hits. All these lyricists and all that, right? We got all that. We didn't cover all that. How many of them got more hits than Jay-Z? Relatability, right? You go back to the 90s, uh, Jay-Z, and coming now. Who don't want to come from, who, who comes from that environment, who doesn't want to become a businessman like Jay-Z, right? Like, 
you know, <laughs> and then on top of that, on top of all that, on top of all that, he married to Beyonce, man. Come on now. Come on now. And then did your music transcend genres and did it have a worldwide impact? Yes. Yes. Right? Like if you if you go back to um who did he do a song? I I'm thinking of a song like the first one that popped into my mind was uh the song he did with um was it Lincoln Park for I believe like Bad Boys Two or something like that. Or it wasn't Bad Boys Two, like Miami Vice that when they rebooted the Miami Vice movie with Jamie Foxx in it. Um it's another one I'm thinking of though. Uh, gosh, money. Did he do a song with Adam Levine or that was I know um Kanye West did, but anyway, hey, look, we ain't gonna keep going on though. That's my top five, man. You know what are your top five? Shoot me a comment, shoot me a message, whatever. Um, what's your top five? Do you agree? Yes, no, maybe. Uh, came you're an idiot. None of those people belong on the top five. Doesn't matter. What's your top five, man? Anyway, man. Hey, look. As I promised, I am going to do five shows this week, right? And now, whether they all come out on time, hey, look, you gotta give me a pass. But I'm providing content. You might have to take a ten-hour road trip. Guess what? You can listen to all ten hours. The highly unprofessional podcast. You can listen to. You can get at least half the trip out the way just from listening to me. Hey, man, look, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day. And I'll holler back at y'all tomorrow, man. Peace.